I greet you with the spirit of Christ this second Sunday in Lent. It is a little strange to look out and only see three people against the back wall who are recording this. Hello back there. And I greet you who are watching online. Today's scripture lesson is taken, taken from Luke highlights that the season of Lent is both rich and scary. The season is rich because we're invited to deep dig dig deep into our faith practices and examine how we are living as disciples of Jesus. And as we do so, we might experience how hard it is to really examine ourselves. And it can be a scary experience, can't it? It takes diligence and discipline and a lot of grace to see ourselves as we truly are. A part of what we learn in this time of self-examination is that we are in need of transformation. We might find that what need to grow in faith and discipleship is the church, and that the transformation of the world begins with building bridges and gathering up rather than condemnation. And so here now, words from our Lord as found in the 13th chapter of Luke, verses 31 to 35. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. And he replied, Go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day. For surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, have often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who cam comes in the name of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our Lord and Savior. Amen. There's just something about these verses in Luke that tug at me this season. Jesus is passing through Galilee in the territory of Herod on his way to Jerusalem. And Jesus is warned by Pharisees to flee the area because Herod wants to kill him. But Jesus has no intention of leaving. In a sense, he scoffs at the message because he keeps doing what he does, healing and teaching. He knows he has nothing to fear. Jesus responds to the Pharisees by calling Herod a fox, and this is an insult. Normally today, we think of fox as a crafty person, maybe sly, but clever and sharp. But that's not the image first century Jews attached to the image of fox. Great men were called lions, and lesser men were called foxes. The word fox can also have moral connotations. The Babylonian Talmud says foxes are worthless, degenerative rulers 
who are the descendants of worthless, degenerate rulers. And in that context, then, Jesus is saying that Herod is immoral, degenerate, and not a leader. Herod is a fox, small and not worth our notice. I kind of think that Jesus' listeners, when he heard Jesus, Jesus say this, kind of smiled and smirked to themselves. Jesus knows where he is headed, to Jerusalem, and he knows what awaits him there. And rather than condemn Jerusalem, he laments Jerusalem, and with his lament, he refers to himself and to God as a hen gathering her chicks under her wings. The Gospels are full of stories used to describe Jesus' relationship with us. God is like a shepherd, and we are his sheep. God is like a vineyard worker, and we are his vines. And now a new image. God is like a mother hen, and we are like chicks in need of gathering. Unlike lambs who tend to move in herds with the occasional stray, chicks appear to run wild, moving in whatever direction strikes them as interesting at that moment in time. When I think of chicks, I think of little toddlers running around and how hard it is to gather them. Jesus is telling his listeners and us that he will gather them under his wings. And Jesus is wanting to gather his chicks under his wings to protect them. I don't know about you, but I love this image of God right now. I think we all need this understanding of God, this truth. So much is going wrong in our world. We need God's protection and comfort. We need and want to be gathered underneath God's wings. When I was in seminary, I was the Women's Center Coordinator for the Divinity School, and we hosted a Lenten service, and we had set up prayer stations for worship. One of the stations was guided by this passage in Luke. Perhaps that's why it tugged at my heart, because I had memories of the past. Jesus gathering the people like a mother hen gathers her chicks. Well, we provided plush, fluffy throws for people to wrap themselves up in. We invited people to think about when they felt most comforted, protected, sheltered, and to pray that God would open their hearts to be gathered in by God. We were told by many of the participants that this was their favorite prayer station. People not only wrapped themselves up, but tended to move closer to the people they were with, giving hugs, a couple of people wrapping up in a throw together, cuddled together, or leaned on each other's shoulders. And when I think of this image being gathered in like a chick to a mother hen, I'm also reminded of when I was a young child and when my mother would tuck me in at night. She would always tuck me in with a soft, cuddly down comforter, and it was puffy and oh so soft. And the satin edge that was around the comforter was so soft. I always looked forward to being tucked in, followed by nightly prayers with both my parents. Sometimes, though, my mother would tuck me in so tightly, so securely, that it was difficult to roll over without making a great effort. So most of the time, I'd try not to move, 
and I'd just fall off asleep the way I was tucked in. Being wrapped up and tucked in, I was comforted and I felt protected. And when I think of this image, I also think about how children want to be comforted when they've been hurt. Who here hasn't kissed a child's boo-boo when they've gotten hurt? And when you've been hurt, haven't you wanted to be comforted? Haven't you wanted to be gathered in and protected? We find in our Gospels Jesus longing for his followers to know that God wants to protect and comfort his people. Jesus wants the people to know that it is with him that they will find true comfort, protection, nurture, and love. The people have been hurt by Herod's rule. Herod, king of Jerusalem, obsessed with his power and wealth, cozying up with the Roman government leaders, wanting to maintain his position and power at all cost. And Jesus names him a fox, someone to be wary of. And then second later, Jesus describes himself as a mother hen, and he laments. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones, those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Jesus' ministry of healings and teachings about love and inclusion and forgiveness is just what Jerusalem needs, but has failed to do. Jerusalem has killed the prophets, the ones who were calling it into a new future. It had stoned those who, sent, who were sent to bring it new life. And I think we can also understand Jerusalem here as a metaphor for the ways in which we are, you and I, are blind and deaf to the teachings of Jesus. One of the, the reasons this passage has tugged at me this season is that I do believe that sometimes we all are Jerusalem. Sometimes we are blind to the call that Jesus gives to us. It happens when life is on autopilot and we're just going through the motions. It happens when we hold grudges and resentments or when we refuse or withhold forgiveness or even refuse to accept forgiveness from another. It's in our suspicions, cynicism, and rejection of others. It's what's going on when we seem to circle the wagons and draw a line in the sand and deny hospitality and refuse to welcome another because they are different than we are. It happens when fear overwhelms us and power, security, and control become our primary values. It happens when structures, rules, law become ends rather than means. And it's what happens when we cling to and become defined by past guilts, hurts, or losses, and not allowing God's forgiveness to cleanse us. It's what happens when we shut a person out of our lives because we felt hurt or misunderstood, or when we disagreed with how another lives. And it's what's going on when we refuse to be self-reflective or to question ourselves or consider something new. It's in those times when we settle 
and we seem to say to ourselves, this is as good as it gets. And you know, it's an amazing thing, beloved, that Jesus is not accusing Jerusalem and is not accusing us. Jesus is lamenting Jerusalem and Jesus is lamenting us. Jesus wept over it. He is sorrowing and protesting the end, the death, the narrowness and short-sightedness of Jerusalem. And yet he continues coming to Jerusalem. He is always coming to the Jerusalem of our lives, always calling us to new life. His promises never go away, even when we do not respond. And so in this season of Lent, we can hear Jesus' lament asking us, in what way are our eyes, ears, and heart closed today? What needs to happen? What needs to change? What needs to be let go of for our eyes and ears and hearts to be opened? The one we follow, this Jesus we're journeying with, make no mistake about our destination. We're headed to Jerusalem where a cross awaits. We're following, serving, pledging our discipleship to one who knows he will die and to save those who are not really willing to be gathered in. Jesus makes himself completely vulnerable to be with us in our vulnerability. Will you let yourself be sheltered by God? And will you let yourself be gathered in? And even as Jesus calls to us and seeks to gather us in, longing for us to be willing, he calls us, as always, to do likewise, to stand for others with our arms wide open, vulnerable, exposed, but offering refuge, offering welcome, offering shelter, comfort, acceptance, and love to everyone who needs it. Because we have said we are disciples, and we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We have said we seek to follow Jesus, and if we mean what we say, then this is how we stand with Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, in this season of Lent, we thank you that you journey with us. We thank you that you are with us in our celebrations and in our sorrows, in the surprises and the challenges that life tends to throw at us at times. We thank you for your strength and your comfort and your calling us to be more than we would be on our own. And so we open ourselves up to you, Lord, to your Holy Spirit, and we pray that you would enfold us in your spirit, that you would breathe your spirit into us so that we might carry your light and your love to a hurting and sometimes darkened world. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Even though we are worshiping remotely this morning, there's still opportunity to share our tithes and offerings online or by bringing them by the church office sometime this week. Let's pray together. Generous God, as we travel this Lenten journey, Allow us to walk beside Jesus as he makes his journey into Jerusalem. 
As we offer our gifts, may it be a way of saying we won't turn away from the problems and conflicts of this world, but that like Jesus, we'll walk toward them. All we take for the journey is the compassion, mercy, and sacrifice that he carried, moving toward what waited in the holy city. We journey in Christ's steps and pray in Christ's holy name. Amen.